So Naya Mier Beauty joined the Down to Business podcast. And while originally this episode may have seemed long overdue, honestly, the timing could not have been more perfect as Naya discussed relocating from North Carolina to Texas. And while you may hear that, you may think, wow, that's a lot, especially with a brand, with a business, with being a business owner and an entrepreneur. But for her, she had the utmost confidence. She had no worries. And now she's able to tell you how she was able to take Texas by storm and where specifically she is and how you can support her. But with that, you know, she talked a lot about the process, how you know, having to take some steps back, having to do some self-reflection and things like that within her brand and how that's not always the easiest thing, but how she did not let that deter her from the mission. She did not let that deter her from wanting to continue to move forward and even add additional services, which you should definitely be on the lookout for. So without further ado, enjoy episode 111, Reset, Revamp, Rebrand. All right, so welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast. Man, it's October. The year is flying. It's almost Halloween. I hope everybody has been doing well. I feel like, you know, I haven't really given y'all some content in a little bit. Yes, we dropped the Where Are They Now Series 4. Yes, we did do a live event last month. But it's time to get back to the interviews. It's time to get back to the bread and butter, to really what we do, to some new business owners, some entrepreneurs, and everything like that. So very excited to be sitting down with Naya here today. Naya was somebody who, you know, this was a, this, this was in the works for a little bit. Like, you know, I had reached out to her some time back. I, I, you know, she was still doing her thing, everything like that. But, you know, she said, you know what? Just give me some time. Let me just let me just get myself together. I know she was in the process of moving, just rebranding, just doing everything of the sort. And I love it. I, I've been following her journey all along the way. And I'm very excited. Naya was somebody who I was able to acquaint with at ECU. Um, somebody who was younger than me, but somebody who was still involved in her own endeavors and just different things like that. But we were able to cross paths just because, you know, the black community at ECU is big, but it ain't that big. So uh, eventually we all end up doing the same things, being at the same places, being involved in the same things, especially if you were a part of some sort of leadership on campus. So I was very excited, you know, to be able to know her at ECU. But something that I love just about alum just graduating, just moving forward is that you get to follow people's life journeys, life stories in a sense. So, you know, Naya was somebody who on social media, I was tapped in a lot. I was seeing what she was doing personally. I was seeing what she was doing as a brand. And I was very excited for her. She was somebody who was showing love to the podcast. And, and just the same, I was showing love right back. And she was somebody who every time, every single time I repost her, she always replied, always liked it, always said, thank you, always appreciate, you know, and, and that's just something that stands out to me because I do that for y'all. I don't do that, you know, for any recognition. I don't even tag people. I repost them. It kind of just is what it is type thing. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. But I love to show love. But Naya was always somebody who was very intentional about replying, just letting me know that she appreciated the love and everything like that. So Naya, how are we doing today? How's everything on your end? Um, I am good. I am ripping and running because like you said, it's the end of the year. So it's that time where you're trying to get all your ducks in a row to prepare for the next year to like go smoothly because I know a lot of people like to do their New Year's resolutions in January. No, prep for your New Year's resolutions. That last quarter, those last three months, that's crunch time. So I'm just trying to get everything in order. And But I'm good. I'm just a little stressed and all over the place. It's all good. I mean, that sounds like a natural emotion. I definitely do like what you said. Just get after it early. It's not about, you know, yeah. wait until January, wait until, you know, the start of the new year, the ball drop. We can do it now. We can think about things that we want to change, we want to move forward with. We want to, you know, just tackle. So that way when next year comes, we're already set up. The foundation is built. We go from there. Okay. So 
for everybody out there, we're going to have some ECU people. We're going to have some Houston people. We're going to have some Florida people, some North Carolina people. Some, we're going to have people from all over, essentially. So one, just tell us a little bit about yourself. And then two, just tell us what brings you on the Down the Business podcast today. Um, what about myself? So yeah, my name is Naya. Um, I graduated from ECU in 2020. Um, I actually majored in psychology and then I graduated during the pandemic. So that was different. So everything shifted right when I was getting thrown into like adulthood. So that was just really wild. So I went into lashing and from there, everything just kind of snowballed into me creating my own brand and my own business. So yeah, um, lashing is like a passion of mine. I would say just having something that's mine is like more of a passion than anything. Like lashing just came, I won't say natural, but I'm a very like tedious perfectionist person. So lashing is like perfect for me because I'm going to get it right. It's, it's all in the details for me. So that's perfect for me because I do that with everything, the way I dress, my hair, like anything I do, I'm like paying attention to details, accessories, what can I fix, all that. So yeah, that's a little about myself. Um, other than that, I'm pretty like laid back, relaxed. I enjoy talking to people. So I was excited to be on the podcast. I was a little nervous when I saw we were doing on camera. I was like, oh man, like, but because I'm like, my face was just like, I get nervous. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. She told me y'all. She said, "Yo, I gotta. Hey, let me get some things set up on my side. Let me get. The, let me get. Let me get everything right." I said, "Look, I told y'all. I promise this ain't no like crazy platform or nothing like that. Not yet. But no, I love what you said. Just from the details. Just from being the perfectionist. Just from being precise. Just from wanting everything to the T. I love that a lot. So, at what point did obviously, like you said, lashing was a passion. Lashing was something that you know you liked, you enjoy, you looked at. At what point did you really realize that you wanted to to dive into that and then from there where did the brand come from like why did you you know did this just start off as something was it just word of mouth were you just doing it for friends were you doing it yourself where did that really go and why did you kind of want to start your own brand as a result um so actually originally my senior year I was like really in a tussle of like what I wanted to do because originally with my major I was like I went to ECU thinking I was going to go into nursing and then from there I was like, no, this was before the pandemic. Nurses don't get paid that much. I might as well be a doctor and like do less work because nurses work, in my opinion, I'm not in the medical profession, so don't take what I'm saying like to the T. But yeah, you know, I don't know why I couldn't run it. But, you know, I feel like nurses did way more work than doctors. Every time I went to doctor's office, I saw the nurse way more than I saw the doctor. So I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Shadowed, hated it. I was like, ooh, hate this. It was kind of too late to change the what I was doing. So I was majoring in psychology. I was going to do like kind of like the untraditional way, major in psychology, minor in science, and then go to med school from there. But that didn't work. So by that time, I already had my minor. I had finished all my science classes. So I decided to do like business psychology. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to grad school and do industrial organizational psychology because that was one of my favorite classes I had took. And then I was like, no, I'm tired of school. So... I scratched that. And then I was like, man, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to figure this out? So then I, I started like working with um, Zoe. And then when I was working with Zoe, I lost some friends. Zoe was like, don't worry, girl, I got you. Like, 
I got you. I'm going to put you in diamonds, da, da, da. So I got into diamonds, and I was like, oh, I really like all the art stuff, like music and fashion and design and setting up shows and, like, all that. I was like, I just fell completely in love with it. So I was like, I'm going to do something completely untraditional. So then I started playing with it from there. I was brainstorming a lot with my friends, really like uh, Chrissy and Zoe at the time. And I was trying to figure out what I am going to do. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do YouTube. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start um, a clothing line. Like, I was trying to do all this stuff. And when you start a business, you kind of get over your head and you don't realize it takes money. And I was in college. So I didn't have no money like that. So then I was like, Chrissy was like, take a lash class. Like, at first I tried to do hair. And I was like, oh, no. Like, you need a license to do hair. Like, I was like, that's not my thing. Like, I practiced on one of my friends and I was like, mm -mm. so then I was like, yeah, like Chrissy was like, take a lash class, you'll be fine. Got into lashes and realized that lashes is a business itself. So I was like, oh, it's not going to be that hard. Like I can do lashes. No, lashing, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't like, I wasn't going to wake up and just be great at it. I had practice and then I had to like start up Instagram. And then I think I rebranded my business like three times, I want to say, like, yeah, like I, I went from like three different names before I landed on this last one because, and it's crazy because a lot of people were telling me like, stop rebranding. People are going to forget your name. Da, 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 da. No, like I was like, no, like I got this. Like last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do it my way. Like even if it's harder, I'm going to figure it out. So yeah, so we're from there. And then once I got into a groove, I was like, okay, well, like I was making so much money. Like it was crazy. Like I started doing the math on like how much I could get paid. So once I graduated, I think I, when I graduated in 2020, it was during the pandemic. So it was kind of like hard to get a job. And then this is when like everything was switching. So even if you graduated from college, now you needed to have a master's. I was like, I'm so sick of school. But then like, I was like, okay, so I nanny for a little bit. That didn't go great. <laughs> Love the kids, but me and the mom didn't get along that well. <laughs> That's a long story. Um, so then from there, I just was like, okay, I'm just take this lashing thing seriously. And then like the pandemic was kind of lightening up around that time. So this was around like October, 2020. And I was like, I'm just gonna jolt. And then like, I rebranded, I redid everything. And like the money started flowing. Like you could really make a lot of money servicing people. And on top of that, like, I was still in a college town, so, you know, rent wasn't that expensive. I was fresh out of school, so, you know, I ain't got no kids, you know, no major bills. Like, so money started, like, piling up. I was like, oh, okay, like, this is it. Like, this is, I could work with this. And then, of course, after things got easy, things got hard. And then, like, my, I started talking to my mom a lot, and she was like, you know, like, I know, because it's easy to compare yourself on social media when you're chasing a dream and everybody you went to school with is working and you ha they have a consistent income and like you're seeing them like take certain milestones that you can't hit yet because you're doing it by yourself. So that's when I started talking to my mom and she was like, you know, like I know you're looking at people and you see them doing certain things, but I have a lot of friends. I have friends on both sides. She was like, you can look at me. I work a nine to five. She was like, I'm still kind of in the same field and I make great money. She was like, but I have friends who kind of took the entrepreneur route like you. And by the time they were 40, it really paid off and they're doing solid, like way better than what I'm doing. They don't have to work. They don't, 
they have a name for themselves. Like they can maneuver a little bit differently than I can. She was like, this is all about, this is going to be all about sticking to your process. So then that's when it was kind of like, okay, like I kicked in and I was like, all right, like I'm going to start over. I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to do all this on my own and make it work. So that's just kind of like how the process started and like where I kind of am now with my business. That's a process indeed, you know, just from everything that you've gone through, just from college to even after to even the rebrands. That's something that really just stood out to me just now. The fact that you said, you know, you've rebranded multiple times. That's not something that's easy. I think of I didn't even want to make a separate page for my podcast. One of my boys was just like, you know, I think that you need to shout out to my boy, K. Chuck. He said that I think you need to separate. I think you need to differentiate everybody that's interested in you personally may not be interested in the podcast. And that was something that in the moment I couldn't really realize. I'm just like, look, if you follow on my personal page, if you saying that you rock with me, you rock with what I got going on. And that means anything that I drop on here you going to resonate with. No, that was not the case because I could tell just from, you know, I have 4,000 something followers on personal, only 1,000 something on the podcast. And that was just building over time. That's been like two years or a year in the making and things like that. But he was just like, no, that's really what you want. You want to figure out who your target audience is. It's not everybody that's on your personal. It's not everybody that's friends with you. It's not everybody that's even family sometimes. It's people who you least expect that'll resonate with what you do, that'll be able to support what you do, that'll rock with what you do. So, what was that process like, having to rebrand, having to go in, coming up with a name, coming up with a brand, coming up with, you know, a social media presence, everything like that, scratching it, starting all over. But then on top of that, because something you also said, too, was people told you, stop, stop doing that. Stop, you know, just just relax. People are going to forget about you. So when you have the naysayers coming at you, when you have the negativity being thrown your way. But what did you say? You, you said it yourself. And I quote, you said, I got it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make it happen. So what was that like to still stay steadfast toward what you wanted to do when there was so much doubt being thrown your way? I want to start by saying a lot of people think that doubt being thrown your way is going to be by like haters. It's not. It's really by like people close to you. And when they say it to you, it's not malintent. You know, it's not coming from a bad place. They're speaking from a place of fear on their own. Like, they're telling you out of love. Like, they just don't want to see you fail. But I think that when it comes in, is like, no, nah, I believe in myself. Like, even if you don't believe it, you just have to sit back and you're going to see it later. Like, you're going to be like, oh, okay, that, it paid off. So, um, as far as rebranding, super hard. Like, because to be honest, I think one of the hardest things about running my business is doing a lot of things. I won't say on my own, but having to figure it out on my own. Like, I feel like I went to college, obviously, but I didn't major in like, like if I could go back, I would have majored in like communications or finance or double majored in both because finance is like the money side. And then communications is just perfect. You need to know how to talk to people. I majored in psychology, so I got a little bit of the communication side. Psychology is kind of more like people. But in that process of like rebranding is just learning everything on your own. So it's really having that discipline to be like, yeah, I'm tired, but I got to get this done. It, you don't have a deadline. You don't have some, like, you don't have a professor or a boss that you have to answer to. So it's really like, how bad do you want it? Because no one's going to do it for you. I, You can do something that is, I won't say easier. I'll say more traditional. You can do something more traditional that when you talk to other people and you ask them, it makes sense to them. So then you have more guidance versus a lot of my rebranding came from like 
learning on my own. So for instance, one of the biggest things that I had to do on my own was the creative side of my business. So like when I first started doing my business, I was reaching out to, um, what are they called? Like digital editors, you know, to make flyers, to make my logos, to make business cards, like a bunch of stuff. And so when you get into doing that, it can become expensive because they send you stuff. And if you're like me and you're a perfectionist, you might want them to like move something here or tweak this or change this color, but like maybe just a little bit. And that's really hard to articulate through text or through the phone because they don't have your vision. So one of the things that I really had to learn was I had to like get on Canva. Like I was (laughs) messaging some of my friends, like, tell me what I need to do. So I had to really get on Canva and be like, no, like I'm just start making stuff on my own. So that was like a really big thing for me too. And then it was a lot of like thinking outside the box. So I think when I first started, I did like kiss my lash coat and it was like red. And then I went to like purple and pink. And then I was like, everybody has purple. I mean, everybody has pink, not purple. Everybody has pink. So I was like, I can't do it anymore. So then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do blue. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to change. What was my thing going to be? I think before I had like stars or like something like Mooney. And I was like, nah, like I'm going to scratch that. I'm going to do diamonds. Because I was like, blue, diamonds, cool. I haven't seen any other lash tech do that. Like I haven't seen. I seen, and I follow a lot of lash techs too who had like different colors too that I really like. Like one girl was doing yellow. One girl was doing green. Um, and of course, a lot of lash techs do do pink. I get that. It's girly. Like. I just wanted to like differentiate myself. So that was a lot of the rebranding. And then a, another reason I rebranded was because eventually I wanted to get out of like, I want to continue to do lashes, but I wanted to expand. So when I changed Kiss My Lash, it was because I was like, this isn't just going to be lashes. So I might as well change my name now. And then I went to Nightmare Beauty, which is like my name. So like my first name and then my middle name is Nier, which is <laughs> my mom's name and my dad's name mixed but I always got compliments in my middle name so I was like might as well roll with it it's different I've never met anybody with that name so I was like I'm gonna go with it so then I went from there and I was like I'm just shorten it so when I moved to Houston I was like okay scratch that I rebranded again and that's when I changed the colors and everything so I was like nobody knows me here like and it one of the interesting things about rebranding too is like That was another thing. Like people don't, people doubt you, but it's because they're scared you're going to fail. When I was getting ready to move to Houston, I was booked in Greenville. Like I was booked out. I was having like, I was teaching classes. I was having like four or five clients a day. Like I was denying some people like, no, like girl, I'm booked. Like I really can't squeeze you in. Like I used to have people like, no, no, no. Like I'll come at like 10 o'clock. He's like, no girl, I'm tired. Like I've been lashing all day. (laughs) So I went from like that and people were like, how are you going to, you don't know anybody in Houston. Like, How are you going to, how are you going to get clients? Like, you're not scared. And I was like, nah, that's like one of the things I'm least worried about. Like, I was like, my work is good. Like it speaks for itself. Like that I was confident about, but everybody else was like, no, like you, you don't know anybody. So that was another thing too. So when I moved to Houston, I rebranded like, and it, it worked because one thing I love about Instagram is you can watch your insights. So I went from having, and before I moved to Houston, I was started tagging the Houston hashtags and people weren't really paying attention like that. But obviously once I got to Houston, it switched. And then now when I look at my insights, my followers went from like 
majority of my percentage being in Greenville to majority of my percentage being out in Houston. So now majority of my followers or the people that are watching my content are in Houston, which makes a huge difference. So rebranding is hard, but it's not impossible. And it does take, a, it takes a lot of work. So when I did rebrand, I had to like, I had to work way harder than I ever did before because when I was in college, not saying that a lot of the work was done for me, but people knew who I was versus like when I came here, social media was my best friend. Instagram, I got back on Facebook. Never thought I would get back on Facebook. I was on, I was in Facebook groups, lash groups, nail groups, hair groups, friend groups, just post my work consistently, post my work. Got on TikTok in a whole different way than I had ever been on TikTok. Like, I like TikTok, obviously, but like more for personal use. But then I was like, okay, like, I need to get on here to showcase myself. So the rebranding plus the social media rebranding, and that was why it was so important to me. So when I was rebranding, I wanted people to get a certain feel when they came to my page because it says a lot. People care about that. People care about what they see on your page. People care about how you carry yourself. If anything, I probably need to post my face more because people actually like to see who's behind the business a lot more than you think. Or even like my personal, like, I feel like, I was trying to rebrand my own personal Instagram. That came into play too when I was in Greenville. Like I was like, oh, okay, like I'm about to get cute. Like, cause girls care about stuff like that. Like people laugh, but like, I'm telling you like girls will see other women doing well and they either want, they want to know how, they just want to be associated with it or they just respect it. Some people be hating, but either way they watch it. So it's like, it all matters. So I rebranded my personal, I rebranded my my um my business page and all that coincided because I felt like people care about what you look like you know girls especially younger girls like I have a lot of younger girls who come to me that are in high school and they care about stuff like that like so they'll go and look on your personal page too so that was the whole rebranding thought like okay like what are what's people's first impression going to be because it's not like they're going to meet me on the side of the road a lot of times your first impression before you get clients because don't get me wrong, word of mouth is going to be your best clientele bring in. But before that, it's going to be your Instagram because that's how you're going to get those first clients that are going to meet other people and be like, hey, she's really good. So that was why I really like tried to rebrand and like it is hard, but it's really not impossible. It really just is all about how bad you want it. You just really can't quit. A lot of people will quit. I've had a lot of students that I've taught and they'll take this, they'll take a class with me. And though I'll try to explain to them, like, this isn't that thing you're just going to get into and not put in the work. No, if you want it, especially because when I started lashing, the market wasn't super saturated. Now it is. Everybody wants to be a lash tech. Everybody wants to be a hairstylist. Everybody wants to be a nail tech. Everybody wants to have their own thing. And some people are going to have a bigger foot in the race, depending on their social media, depending on their finances, who's helping them etc cetera, etc cetera. so when you're doing something you've got to get in that mindset of like yeah there's other people doing it but this is mine and I'm gonna do it my way and I'm gonna showcase who I am through what I'm doing and I think that's a that's a very common but important theme across the podcast across a lot of the business owners and entrepreneurs who I've talked to that you know they are in as we say saturated industries industries that you know when you may have come in it may not have been nearly as populated nearly as you know dense as it is now but the fact over time you know people see success people people will kind of go on social media and see yo she's doing really well 
Yeah. Let me try that. Let me do that. Let me let me figure out what I can do. So, you know, but it's all about, you know, you don't take that as a threat. You don't take that as something where, you know, now you have to envy or or you have to kind of throw shade or anything like that. You just take that as, look, you're you. Nobody else is going to be yeah. This, yeah. The, the brand that you are, colors that you use, diamonds that you, blue diamond. Like you said, you didn't see anybody else doing that. You saw commonalities, but you also knew how to differentiate yourself and, and put stuff out there that'll make you different. And like you said, rebranding is hard. It's not impossible, though. It's all about, you know, what you really want. Yes, you can listen to so many other people, whether it be they're speaking from a, a fear in their state of mind, whether they're speaking from a hating perspective, whether they're just speaking because it's something that they tried and it didn't work for them. Everybody is different. But at the end of the day, if you know you, if you know your brand, if you know that you're going to put that extra step forward to really make it happen, I don't think anything should stop you from what you want to do, what you want to achieve. But OK, I'm so glad you brought up. Houston, because I wanted to get into that so much because one, I didn't know right away that you were in Houston. Yes, it's it's bold on your on your brand page, but I did not know. You know, I was just like, man, like she moved to Houston. Yeah. Like last thing I saw, you know, like I said, I saw you doing really well in Greenville and just the, mm-hmm. the, from the clientele. To, I was reposting everything that you were posting. So I was just like, man, she's really making it happen. So, OK, you already talked about some of the prep and things that you were doing. Like you said, you started using the hashtags. Like you said, you were not really worried because your work speaks for itself. You started hitting the Facebook group. You started being proactive. And I think that's important. But I also think about JB. So JB was another uh, business owner who I bought on, actually an entrepreneur in multiple businesses at this point. But she was somebody who, she did the locks, she did the digital creativity, she did the everything like that, but she moved to Houston. And she was saying that for her, it was a totally new crowd. It was totally just like, you know, she had to go out there, start putting flyers in cars, start talking to people, start doing a lot of word of mouth. So I hear what you were saying too, on top of just the preparation. But what was that like? Leaving Greenville, leaving a place that you were booked and busy, like you said, denying people, telling people, look, girl, I just I just can't do it today. Like, I, you know, any other day I squeeze you and I got you, but I'm really good here teaching classes, doing all that. What was that like going to a, a place where your clientele wasn't as, you know, wasn't as wasn't as steep, wasn't as deep, you know, somewhere where you like you said, you weren't too worried. But at the end of the day, you knew you still had to establish yourself. What was really some of your first points of action when you got there what did you do did you know anybody in houston did you kind of start somewhere was it just y'all gonna make this happen i know what i do i know my work speaks for itself i know i'm good i'm gonna let things kind of build what was that like really transitioning from greenville to houston texas that's a big place um moving across the country is hard like i know a lot of people showcase it like they talk about like the glitz and glam but starting over is hard like it's been one of my most beautiful experiences but it's really been one of my most difficult experiences so yeah you gotta think outside the box like you're gonna like you're gonna be hit with so many like uh walls so for me I feel like I had an easier transition just because I went straight into esthetician school. So I moved out here in January and I started esthetician school maybe like two weeks into that. So that helped me make friends. I think that's the most important part because not having an emotional support system, I don't know. I wouldn't say for men. I won't say just for women. I would say for people in general, having a strong emotional support system is super important. I made like three great friends out here and like those are my girls. We solidly locked in life. Um, But yeah, that was like so important like for me, like moving out here because it was hard. I think the hardest part was probably the being like straight pushed out the nest. 
like in a way that I could have never been mentally prepared for until you just do it. Because, you know, even though I was in Greenville, my mom was always like down, not down the street, but she was a drive away versus now it's kind of like, girl, I might not even come home for Thanksgiving. Like (laughs) these plane tickets is expensive. (laughs) So like, that was probably the hardest part. Um, just doing all the adult things that you don't think about when you're, because college is a cushion. I've never felt like that until I was out of that lifestyle. College is very much a cushion. Like going into an apartment that's fully furnished, cushion. Like that was one thing coming out here and like not having no furniture. And they realized like, oh, this is. This is expensive. Oh, this costs this. Oh, this costs this. Oh, this powder. Because I saved up money before I came out here. And it was just crazy to watch it, like, go from here to here to here to there to that to this. Like, living and then also going from, like, I'm from Greensboro. So I would consider that a city. But that ain't got shit on Houston. Like, it's big out here. It's hella people. The traffic is crazy. You're going to meet hella people from different countries and different places and different accents. Like, all of that, it depends on how you embrace it. Like, I was excited for it. Like, I was, my dad was in New York, though. So, like, I'm not too unfamiliar with being in a big city, but living in it is different. Like, I'm used to visiting. Like, but this is different. Like, especially when I first got here and you're like, everybody speaks Spanish. Everybody, even black people that you think are black are Hispanic. <laughs> like, I used to walk up to people in Walmart, like, excuse me, can you help me? They would turn around and have, like, the thickest accent and, like, sometimes can't speak a lot of English. So, I'd be like, okay like you know and I minored in Spanish and I'm still like fuzzy on the words a little bit but yeah I would say like the transition is hard but it will I won't say for everybody I think it depends on how you build if you built for it you can handle it if you're not I don't know because everybody is not built for that because I've seen a lot of people move out here and go home like you got to be prepared to be flexible. You cannot come out here and think like things are going to go your way. You can't come out here and be like, oh, I was big man back home. Like, I'm going to be, there's a bunch of big fishes out here. Like, it's a bunch of people out here that think they somebody. Like, Houston isn't on the same level as Atlanta, but it's coming in at that hot number two of like where everybody who's young and wants to be somebody is moving to. So, like, if you're not in Atlanta, you come to Houston. Like, L.A. is not really, like, it is, but it's not, like, black Hollywood, like, how Houston is and Atlanta is. Like, L.A. is is jumping, but, like, Houston and Atlanta are going to be, like, your two major hotspots where everybody, I'll say, comparatively speaking, Houston and Atlanta are different in the realm of, like, people out here are actually nicer. Like, a lot of people that have come to me are cool. But a lot of people that are in Houston are also from New Orleans. So they'd be coming in from Louisiana. It's a lot of different types of people out here. So people are cooler out here than I feel like in other major cities. So that helped too. But again, also I really just feel like me going into school, even though it was different because I was, it wasn't like how I was in college. I was like paying for school month by month. So that was like a wake up call too. Cause it was like, I was in school 12 hours a day. So I didn't really like any, like that first six months of me being in Houston, when people were like, do you like it? Are you enjoying it? I was enjoying it, but only to a certain extent because I was going to school. It was an hour away. 
And I was in school from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we got an hour lunch break. So on my days when I wasn't in school, I was working. And then on my Sundays or a day off, if I wasn't working, I was dead tired. Like, I used to have people be like, you want to do this? I I'm going to bed. Like, they used to be like, we in the city? Like, my cousin was out here. He'd be like, we in the city, cousin, we lit. I used to be like, cousin, I'm going to bed. Like, I'll see you later. Like, you go have fun. But I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. One thing about me, I'm going to bed. But, um, yeah, so it's cool, though. Yeah, but it is harder. It will help you grow up. Good. Yeah, I, I, it's one thing in my in all of my visits and trips to Houston, I always did say that because I was somebody who I, I would say first I frequent in Dallas a lot more. Like I've been to Dallas probably like six times at this point, and I loved it. Like you know, nothing against Houston either, but the first time I went to Houston, I said, "Dag, this is really the hub." Like it's a it's a big difference between the diversity in Dallas and the diversity in Houston. At least to me, like I met a lot of different people in Dallas from like you said the Louisianas, the Arkansas, the Bamas, the all over. When I got to Houston, it was just like, oh, oh this is the folks out here. Like, these are folks. Because like, one thing I always tell people, Atlanta, to me, that's the Black Hub. That was one of the places that I wanted to move after uh, college. Because I felt like, you know, I always tell people, if you do something, if you have a passion, if you're in some business ownership, entrepreneurship, anything like this, the creative space, go to Atlanta. You will find something. Somebody will find you. You will make it, especially if you have that ambitious drive, just that nature about you. Oh, you're going to run into something in Atlanta. It's so saturated with and that saturation can be good and bad you know just because it is a lot of people out there so it can be something that's very overwhelming if that's not what you're used to if you don't come from the big cities if you come from greenville and you go to atlanta oh that's going to be a reality check for you for sure that's just a lot going on you know but if you come from like the charlottes the boroughs the raw like the, the places where you know it's the hustle and bustle that city the new york's the philly things like that you go to houston you're like okay it's just a different crowd, different nature, different culture. Let me let me immerse myself in this a little bit more. So, okay, the fact that you were able to go out there, you know, and hit the ground running in a sense, yes, it was very different for you. Yes, you definitely had some probably some life-changing, some learning moments and everything, but you didn't let that stop the drive, didn't let that stop the hustle. And I think that that's so important on top of still, you know, carrying your brand, strengthening your brand and differentiating it. Because when you go from Greenville to Houston, you get different looks, you get different feedback, you get different, you know, just different love in a sense. So I, I love that. I was so like, I was like, damn, she's really doing the damn thing out there. Like that's, that's fire. That's dope. Because you know, it's not easy to make transitions. When I moved from Philly to Florida, like it was just, yeah, a lot of people were just like, yeah, you can handle that. Like you'll make it happen. But it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to go out there. It's going to be a new change of scenery. It's what I need. But it's another thing when you really get out there. You go out there, you wake up, you start to hit the real world. You start to go out, you go places, you don't know nobody. You just can't call people and be like, yo, meet me at so-and-so, let's do this, let's do that. You like, you have to, re I really felt like I came out here to Tampa and had to reestablish myself again. Nobody knows who you are. And even for the people who know who you are, they still don't know you. They just know that you're another person because I have not met a native, really Tampa person. Oh, you, you come to Florida, you meet people from everywhere. This is like the vacation or retirement capital, like everybody is out here. So the fact that I'm just, you know, in Philly, you meet a lot of Philly people. Like you meet a lot of, like you're not really, yeah, you get the New one York. One of my homegirls, one of my close homegirls is my friend. She's from Philly. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's just a different nature yeah. up north. But when I came down here, I said, wow. And granted, on top of Florida, it's just as they always say that Florida is just its own place. Like we're our own country. Like it's just like it's different out here. So really having to reestablish yourself, not only as a person, but a business owner. But this is something that funds your lifestyle. It's totally different. So I, I get that. I love that. So you also touched on something, too. You said you're not just 
lash. Cause you said you had to kiss my lash. You said, which I, I like the name, by the way, that's kind of creative. But um, you said you pretty much ran into nine-year beauty and something that also you made me think about too. So your middle name is a combination of your parents' names. My first name is a combination of my parents' names. That's that's just that's interesting. True. It just made me think of that. So as just beauty as a whole, what all do you offer when somebody kind of taps in with you, when somebody comes to see your services, comes to the page, comes to the website, whatever, what can they expect to get just besides lashes? So after finishing esthetician school, I still have to take my license test, but that's what I wanted to get into is like brows, um, body contouring, facials, like anything girly that keeps up with like yourself, I wanted to get into. And then I also wanted to get into sales. So when I added the beauty part, that was also kind of like from inspiration of like Rihanna, because at the time she was on like Fenty Beauty and stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, like beauty's perfect. Like that that really covers all the bases because that's what I wanted to do. I don't want to get into like makeup and stuff. That's not like my thing. But eventually I do want to start selling like lash products. So like lash products, beauty products, skincare products. I want to open up a beauty supply store. I want to open up a beauty bar. Like I have plans. Like I want to do a lot of stuff to where like this name becomes like a household name. It's like, oh, she really like did that. Because like honestly... That like when you were talking, I want to touch on that. A lot of times people will see your social media and be like, she's doing so great. She's having so much fun. That's what I get all the time. People be like, you turn on Houston, you having a blast. Like, I'm like, y'all, it is not like that. Like, it's fun, but at the same time, like, it's really all about mindset. That's what I had to change moving out here. I felt like I had to get into a different place of like changing how I think. So that was another reason of like why I changed my name too. Like it was like okay, like don't just do one thing. Like at this young age, the world world is really at your feet. You can do a lot of different things. And this is also too changing my name and like just how my mom is and how invested she is and like me. She just believes in me so much. <laughs> but she tells her friends all the time, and now like her friends watch me, so like they'll reach out to me and be like, "Hey, you need to be doing this." And, Hey, you need to, like stuff that like you don't think about. Like you need to have a. Also, this was from some research too, but you need to have like a life insurance policy. You need to get like a IRA. Like you need to start working on your taxes. Like you need to come up with an actual business plan so that like you can go present this plan to banks and get money. Like it was like so. Then it was also too like kiss my lash code is super cute. I love the name. I think I got it off Google or something. Like, but then it was also like bigger picture. I mean, I want to like actually like because eventually I do want to get to a point where like I can walk into a bank and be like, hey, I need X, Y, Z amount of money. And they be like, OK, give us a plan. And I have all like dotted like I'm ready to present. So it's just kind of like that was like bigger picture for me. Like, OK, like, yeah, like kiss my lash flow is cute. But like, what do people hear and they're going to take seriously? Like and also what speaks to who you are? I felt like my middle name being a combination of like my mom and my dad was perfect for me because I kind of am like almost like the perfect blend of them. My mom says I act more like my dad, but I really am like a, they really do make up who I am as far as like who I am in my core, like my personality traits. Like because my my dad's like big hustler. Like he's he's not a nine to five person. He's gonna go do his own thing and make his own money. Like. He's going to make it happen, even if he's never worked a regular job and he's always made it happen. Don't get me wrong, he's had up and downs, but like 
he's really made it happen. My mom works a nine to five. She's um, an engineer, but she's very like logical, one, two, three steps. So like that was like how I came up with the name because I think that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure I was logical and I had steps, but I also wanted to make sure that like I'm doing my own thing and I'm not scared to like leap or I'm not scared to fall. As long as I get back up, I'm good. Important, very important, man. Just from you know, sometimes the it, it takes experiences to really realize that you know everything is not going to go the way you want it. It takes that failure, it takes them L's, which is why I tell people, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. You can't just you know be on such a high pedestal and such a high horse when things are going great and all praises and you just yeah, this is me, I'm I'm him, I'm her, I'm I'm making it happen. And you take that first L or you take, you know, you you take a setback and you just like, you just act like the world is coming to an end. It's just like, no, you got to take everything the same way. You know, you was rejoicing, screaming, shouting, cursing, whatever you was doing when, when that money was coming, when that cash flow was coming, when you had them slower months, when you had them slower days, when you have people who not really resonating as much, when you, when you may need to go into a rebrand process, recognize that accept that don't ex- don't accept it as what's final. And that's just how you have to go. No, accept it. Okay. I don't like this. So act on it. You don't, you know, you yeah. don't want to, I saw something that said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Why stop? You know why, you know, why would you stop there? Why are you going through the worst? Why just stop at the worst and just let it eat you alive? No, you, you keep going through the worst. You keep fighting. You keep making it happen. You go from there. So I love that. I love the fact that, you know, and you had that upbringing around you to really realize, you know, it shaped your mindset, whether you act like your mom, whether you act like your dad, whether you're a perfect blend of them both. You learn things, you you associate things with them that help you drive, that help you motivate you. And then, like you said, you have a network around you that wants you to do great, that wants you. Because those are some of the same conversations that I've been having with my network, too, about LLCs, about trademark, about business credit, about everything. And it's just like, wow, like. You didn't learn that in school. I just, right. I just thought, you know, you start the podcast. Maybe I go viral one day. I, I just talk to some people. We, we publish some content and we get out there. No, it's it's a lot to this to the point where, you know, you can essentially they work for you. They they want to they they're coming to you with things they want to get. It's so much just money, just opportunity, just things out here where if you strategize it right, if you have your ducks in a row, if you have that plan, like you said, you want to walk into the bank. Yo, I need this. I need that. Oh, well, Naya, can we have slap it on the table. You don't even got to go back and brainstorm. You don't got to go back and go, what's that? Or what do I need? Or what do I know? You got everything prepared because then that goes for you. That's, that's piss. I love 12 P's. Piss poor preparation prevents piss poor performance, piss poor performance pain, you know? So it's just like in the sense where it's just like, if, if, if you do everything that you need to do, if you build that foundation, like you said, don't wait till January 1st, to be figuring out what you need to do for your business, to be figuring out how you need to rebrand, to be figuring out, okay, once I get this license, no, you should already be thinking as if you have the license already. What can I be doing now? So that way when I have the license, oh, I'm already here. I can be here. I can be there. I feel like a lot of times we set ourselves back a little bit just because we're waiting on something or we're thinking about something or we're second guessing something or we may not know. No, something I really had to realize and accept with this podcast with just being a business owner. One, I had to realize I was a business owner. There were there was it was such a long period of time that I didn't view it like that. I just viewed it as, you know, I have a podcast. Like I'm talking to people. I'm interviewing people. People are like, no, that's your brand. You have a business. You are entitled to everything that comes with being a business owner, entrepreneur. Don't just think that, you know, you're bringing these people on and that's it. No, you, your own, you're doing what you got to do. You have yeah. to be in that mindset, be in that mode. So 
Okay, I think about something. I'm. I kind of just want to. I love one thing. I love to do on the podcast is I love to just get things out of people. I love to kind of see how much they're gonna let me pull, how much they're gonna let me take. So something you spoke about earlier was foundation, was just building, was just not waiting, was just you know setting yourself up for success moving forward. So for the ladies out there, for the fellas out there, for everybody who's gonna tap into this interview, what are some things that we can expect moving forward? Obviously, we know you're not waiting until January 1. We know you're not waiting until the ball drop December 31st, everything like that. I know you got some things cooking right now. So for what you wanna share, for what you can disclose for us, what can the people expect moving forward from you, from the brand, new services, anything like that? Um, what should they most be looking forward to? Um, hmm. I'm definitely getting into selling product this year. Like this, this year is going to be um, a transition from service to sales because that was one of the things I learned too. I didn't want to always, the whole point of becoming an entrepreneur was to not have to go to work. Eventually lashing felt like going to work because it's like I still have to come in. So the goal for me is to make money in my sleep, make money if I don't do anything for the day, make money if I wake up and decide that I want to go take a vacation for two weeks, I'm still always going to have a constant revenue or cash flow. So this year, I'm definitely focused on branding myself into sales and branding myself into more services. I do want to get into doing brows, maybe facials. Um, but yeah, definitely look out for like my logo on certain things that and I'm going to be working, I'm actually working on something I can't tell too much, but I'm working on getting myself involved with like a major company and they're going to be selling my products for me. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. So yeah. I'm really excited. All right, y'all. Look, I told y'all. Look, I try to. I try to do what I can, y'all. I try to. I try to give the people to give me a little bit. But sometimes, yo, they really doing great things, and you would never know. So that's why I say, yo, you have to. I saw a post the other day that said, yo, it was two people talking. It said, yo, bro, don't, uh, don't forget about me when you make it. And then the guy said, yo. Don't forget to support me so that I make it. You know, a lot of times we just waiting on everybody's next big break or waiting on somebody to say, yo, sign with this, got this, got that, got that, got this. Yo, so-and-so hit me up. Yo, why do we have to wait for that? Why do you, do we not realize that we are in control of our own fate, our own destiny, our own, like it said, it said, what it said? It said black people come together for everything except teaming up. I said, damn, like that's. I'm not going to lie. To be honest, that's so true. Like yeah. you think, you think a lot of people who are going to support you are going to be your friends. No, it's going to be people who do not know you. Your friends are not going to support you as much. They'll support you in the beginning. But I guarantee you, once you start getting a little a little motion behind you, they'll, they'll stop. Like, not in a bad way. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just the people who don't know you, you know, everybody likes mystery. They don't know you. They're going to they gonna rock with you a little bit harder than, like, people who actually know you. And if, eventually, you like, a lot of things I'll say, one of the things I've learned, one of the most important things I've learned is don't take stuff personal. Like, do not take stuff personal. Like, I don't take anything personal. Like, who uh, who keeps up with me, who's checked on me since I moved out here. It's all love. Like, I got in touch, in tune a lot with, like, God and stuff once I, before I moved out here. And then, like, I kept up with it once I moved out here. Faith without work is dead. Like, I just do my part. I let God do the rest. Like, I have ultimate faith that God's going to get me to where I'm going when I need to be there. So I stopped rushing a lot of things. I stopped worrying about a lot of things. Like, God's going to do what he needs to do with me. 
So I, I trust the mission. I trust the plan. So, yeah, it's all love. That's another thing, too. Like, when you said something about me always, like, saying thank you, that's, like, a big deal to me. Like, I really do want people to understand, like, the little things. I appreciate everything that anybody has done, invested, cared about when it comes to my business because this is my baby. Like, <laughs> I love her. Like, she's she's really taught me a lot about myself. She's taught me a lot about life. Like, so... You know, and a lot of times I've realized too, like you get what you, you get what you put in. Like I, my mom does a lot of talking to me, you know, like you can't plant thorns and expect roses to grow. Don't work like that. Like you got to give love to get it back. Like you really do. Like I'm telling you, like changing my mindset, like I had to be a better friend to have better friends. I had to be a better business owner to get better clients, like all of that goes in like it starts with you like you think like the little things don't matter but it really does like being a positive influence on people and bringing positivity to people like my friends it's so crazy my friends here they think I live in la la land like they're like you just think everything's roses and sunshines you always think everything's gonna work out positively like and I'm just like you have to like if you don't you're going anything you think is what is gonna happen like I don't care what anybody says like you think it God gonna give it to you so I try to telling you god gonna give you what you think so that's one thing i will say like if you want something pray for it work for it he gonna do the rest it really does work like that that's a word that's a message man i'm, I'm telling you when you when you go so hard for something when you love something so much that's really the mindset the attitude you have because a lot of what you said I feel the same way about the podcast you know I, people apologize to me for not being up to date for not shopping for not it, come on, yo! I'm not I, the fact that you even know I have merchandise, that you know I dropped a new episode, that you you know that you that you reached out to me because you felt bad. That's enough for me. That's the fact that I know you. When everybody shows love, support, tunes yeah. and taps in in different ways. I don't even tap into everything the way that I could. Nobody is perfect. Nobody just can be everywhere at one time. It's all love. It's all love. Yeah. You do what you can do, how you do it. I don't take anything perfect because at the end of the day. I'm going to go the hardest for this. So it don't matter how much love you show, how many shirts, pants, whatever you buy, how many episodes you tune into, how many people you send me. I'm going to go the hardest for this. I'm the one that's going to stay and do these interviews. I'm the one that's going to edit the content. I'm the one that's going to schedule and everything like that. So anything that you do, oh, that's just a blessing. That's just an extra for me. That's because I'm the one doing it. You know, I'm the one, like I said, I, I'm talking to God every day about this. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm brainstorming, I'm writing things down. What can I do to be better? How can I differentiate? What are the people want everything like that so i'm already thinking for y'all the fact that you just you giving your feedback you adding yourself into the mix oh that's nothing but a blessing for me appreciate you thank you even if you're not appreciate you thank you because that's that just means that i need to do more to maybe reach you or maybe more to to just get to somebody else or find your audience like you said a, a friend will become a client a friend will become a customer slower than a stranger will become one I've met so many people who just bought stuff off the stream, just listen to the podcast off the stream, who now are steadfast fans, supporters, everything like that. Whereas friends, you know, it may have been in spurts or in ways or they may have just liked the graphic or liked who I brought on. Maybe I brought on your friend or your family member and now you want to tap in. OK, it all, I'm, I'm taking everything. Everything is strong. I don't I don't judge. I don't. This is a judgment free zone. I don't take nobody or nothing for granted because at the end of the day. It's all me. You know what I'm saying? That's all you. That's what you got going on. That's you solely. And you know that only you are going to go as hard for your brand. And, and and that's just how it goes. So before I wrap things up, before I tell the people where they can tap in with you at, where they can find you, 
Do you feel like there's anything we haven't touched on today? Any last words that you want to leave for the followers, the fellow Lash and Beauty techs out there? Anything that you may even just want to say for fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, or even people who are thinking about getting into that space? Hmm. Gotta put the doctor school on, y'all. She's trying to drop some gems for y'all. <laughs> Cause it's a lot. Like I could talk about this for a long time. Uh, for my entrepreneurs, it really is gonna come down to don't quit and never stop learning. That that right there, you got to be open to learning consistently. Like you got to be open to like doing a bunch of research that you didn't think you was gonna have to do. You gonna have to reach out to people you didn't think you was gonna have to reach out to. You have to. It's really just gonna be that learning and not quitting learning not quitting because the thing is is you're going to hit walls and a lot of times those walls people aren't going to see like that while you're climbing like a lot of people aren't going to appreciate that they'll appreciate you when you get to the top but like all that behind the all, all that behind the scenes and all that extra work those long nights people aren't going to see those and you've got to get to a point where you're okay with that where you're not looking for someone to pat you on the back or give you a thumbs up you got to do it strictly for you and first for god like okay like this is my mission. This is my purpose. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing this for. Like I, I'm doing this because it's bigger than me. I think that's actually like really important too. Make sure you're doing this for like something that's bigger than yourself. Because I think that was another reason why I rebranded my name too. Just to go back to that, I really wanted this to be an inspiration to like younger girls of like you can think outside the box and live your dreams. It's okay to not be traditional if you don't want to be. And I think that was like a really big thing for me is I was like, okay, I'm doing this for my sister. I'm doing this for my future kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing this for the people I love. Cause I want to, cause to be honest, if I'm being transparent, my mom actually, when I was in college, my mom lost her job. Like, I think like my sophomore year in college, my mom lost her job. My mom didn't get a job until after I graduated. Like, so like that whole experience of me being in college was like way different from when I was a kid. Like, financially so like that was another reason why I even started a business because like my mom worked really hard at her job and like when she went to them to like try to like get more because she was doing so much and making so much for the company and she was the only woman and she was the only black woman and she was outdoing everybody and they tried to slight her and then she left she couldn't find a job and her life didn't stop because my mom's smart and she saved but like eventually after like that fourth year of not having a job things like well really like third year like things like started to change and it was like I could see it in her you know she started to get discouraged and like you know money started to be way different so it was just like to see that and to watch her go through that it was just kind of like nah like if I'm gonna put in hours because my mom used to come home and put in hours even after she got off work I was like it's definitely going to be for me I'm not going to make all this money for somebody else and when they get done with me and then rung me out like a rag tossed me nah like I was like no nah, I'm good on that so and I was young enough to where I was just like man forget it like because like it really was like it was a crazy transition to go from like my like always being stable to like not being stable in that way especially in school and then to like get phone calls you know from your siblings and stuff and like just hearing certain stuff and not being able to really do much about it like you know that changes your mindset on a lot of things so yeah i would just say keep god first don't quit keep learning 
um, and like try to be an inspiration to other people. Like do this, not do it for yourself too, but you know, do it so you can help other people. Like that goes a long way. God blesses stuff like that. Like, so I think that's really important. Don't be selfish. Like really try to be a good person. I think that's when like a lot of this transition came in for me being in Houston, it turned into like, I want to be a better person. So when it came time for my blessings to roll in, it was easier because I was putting in, I was putting goodness into the world. So I was getting a lot of it back. And I think also too, um, it's just really important to like be positive. So that was, that's another thing. Like you do want to like give back to the world. Like you want to be a good person that matters. I don't care what anybody says, like being a bad person, you might get far, but you're going to be a little crazy. Like you might want (laughs) to, you might want to talk to God for real. I be telling people, I'd be like, you better pray. Ask, <laughs> but yeah, that's just my little, my little two cents. I feel it. I feel it. That's that's a big reason why I post to thank you God every day, man. Just because you know I wouldn't be here without him. I wouldn't be able to 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 rock it out to make this happen to get you on here to just even have the strength, the energy, the endurance to just be able to continue to do this for almost three years now, a hundred plus yeah. episodes, man. It's it's been some work. It's definitely been a lot of things, but I owe it all to God. You know, it's nothing for me to get on here, talk to people, make it happen. But it's all him, man. He's been connected. I've done two live events. I got a third one in December. Like, it's just, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't take credit for that. I can't do any of that. Yes, as as much as y'all love the content, as much as y'all tap in it tomorrow, you just, you got it. You so natural, you everything. Oh, the God, man. I I couldn't always do this. Like, I wasn't always speaking like this, articulating myself like this. Like, it, it took time, faith work but it's also a lot of positivity and authenticity man it will take you so far like even in the worst of situations just remain positive just be just have that light that mindset to just look i'm gonna I'm make it out of this i'm gonna build from this so i love all of that and i'm very excited you know just for you just to hear like because one like i haven't really i wouldn't really say i've chopped it up with you from a perspective of like on this type of time like, especially since we left ecu so to hear this mindset to see this growth to see everything see you in a new location thriving striving successful making it happen like it's it's just it's it's so amazing to me man and that's really just the beauty of the podcast the beauty of just life that you know we can all just take so many different paths so many walks of different life and still all be on the right track still all doing great things so look i already know the ladies they're gonna be one to tap in i know my fellas need to tap in for the ladies to get them right too just to make it happen because like she said she got some she got some good things for y'all man i'm, I'm telling y'all she i wanted her to spoil some things she spoils some things but she can't give y'all everything because you know greatness just takes time sometimes so naya just let us know let everybody know where they can find you on social media best place to reach you best places to if they want to because i got some houston people on here i got some dallas yeah. people on here i got some you know i got i got a, i got i got pool and a little bit of everywhere man so i know some people going to want to utilize your services figure out what you got going on and maybe even do some collaboration so what's the best place yes, yeah so what's the I, best places and the ways to reach you let me know um so mainly just my instagram nine beauty mere m-i-e-r people try to make it complicated it's pretty simple but yeah just my instagram really um i feel like really just my instagram i mean obviously like facebook tiktok tiktok i just started um i just started a tiktok for my business and it's actually doing really well. That was another thing. I didn't tap into that, but um, one oh another reason why I did so well when I moved to Houston is I found an ambassador. Like 
she had like 500,000 on TikTok and now she has a million. So yeah. So that was like, I do her lashes for free and she shouts me out and she tags me all her stuff. So she was like God's gift for real. Yeah. That comes into like, don't be afraid to ask people. The worst thing they can say is no, but yeah. So Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, I'm on all social platforms, all of them. So Oh, my email, if you want to ever email me, it's the same. I keep all my stuff the same. It's Nymir Beauty, TikTok, Nymir Beauty Instagram, Nymir Beauty at gmail.com. So I keep all my stuff the same. Um, yeah. I would give I don't give out my personal number on here. I ain't gotta you ain't, <laughs> you ain't gotta do the personal. Nah, it's only a few people who've ever done that. I commend them for that for sure, because oh, yeah, I don't no, know nobody tell them. <laughs> yeah, I had to get an app. I got the Google Voice app because yeah. I was I got really tired of texting people off my phone. It was like mixing all in my personal messages. Separation is so important. For sure. For sure. All right, y'all. So you heard it here. I'm going to make sure I include all of that in the bio. We will definitely uh, be giving y'all all the information. So for my Houston folks, for the people nearby, for just, just ladies, just people in general, you may be taking a trip. You may just need something. Like she said, she has products and different oh, yeah. It's just coming. Like, so look. Let's let let's make it happen. She definitely, I think she she definitely dropped some gems today, but she also just gave a further look into mindset, into the process. She let you know that it wasn't always easy for her. It wasn't always, you know, just a walk in the park. Even when people thought she lived in La La Land or she just thought everything was just so, you know, she kept that optimism about her, but she also goes through real life things just the same. She had transitions, she had hardships, she had burden and things like that. But at the end of the day, she didn't let it get her to rock bottom. And if she was at rock bottom, she didn't stay there for long because, you know, slowly but surely just building that foundation. And so if it's one thing that y'all didn't take away and it's something that she said pretty much very in the beginning, something that I'm I'm not I'm not letting go in one ear and not the other. Don't wait. Don't wait for January 1st, December 31st. Don't wait to start building a foundation because it's a new year, because you just feel like it's that fresh mindset and that reset. You can wake up tomorrow. Start building. You can wake up tomorrow, write some goals down. You can wake up tomorrow and, and figure out how you want to end this fourth quarter because it's almost over. I think I read today it's like 80 days left or something. In yeah. 20, but by the time y'all hear this, it's going to be less than that. So let, let's figure it out. So, Naya, thank you so much. I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Okay. You said, yeah. what happened? I said thanks for having me. Oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you had. I thought you had another gem for us. But no, nah, of course, I definitely appreciate. Like I said, I appreciate the authenticity. I appreciate even you. You 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 don't miss a post. You don't miss it because I don't tag you. So you 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 be watching. You make it happen. But I appreciate that because that's that's the same kind of light and where I come from. Just the same the gratitude that I have. So, yeah. ladies, gentlemen, I definitely want y'all to tap in with her. I definitely want y'all to make it happen. I will, like I said, include all of the information so that way you don't have any excuse as to why you can't utilize any of the services um, and even what she has coming. So definitely be on the lookout for the follow-ups as well. So to everybody who continuously supports the vision, the Down to Business podcast makes everything happen. I appreciate y'all. Like I said, December is very close. We got that event coming. I have not dropped the date yet, but it's coming very, very soon. So just stick with me. Just know that, you know, it's, it's up for sure. So to everybody out there listening, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.